Always a pleasure having you here with us on the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, we had a week off because of the holiday last week, and we are back in full force here from the beautiful Detroit Golf Club uh, in honor of the 22nd annual Ted Lindsay Foundation Golf Outing. And uh, always a pleasure being here and uh, absolutely love it because of the cause. Uh, Ted Lindsay, uh, one of the great Detroit Red Wings of all time, and even more important than that, after his playing career was done, uh, Ted took it upon himself to uh, make it a life's cause to uh, help with autism and get answers and raise money so that that could be done. And that's why we are here today and uh, had an amazing day. Uh, Steve Courtney here and my usual partner, Jamie Edmonds. Uh, so very, very happy for her and her husband, Ryan. They welcomed the beautiful Olivia James uh, to this world this past week. And uh, we are anxiously uh, awaiting Jamie's return to the broadcast. And from what I understand, uh, not going to be in the uh, too far down the road future. So the best to Olivia James and uh, Jamie and Ryan. And I'm sure they're a little busy right now. Uh, In the meantime, uh, we are here. Tony Butler, our fine engineer, has been here for a while. And I am so very happy to have with us Mr. Chris Renwick uh, to assist with the duties here because he played in the uh, Ted Lindsay outing today. Chris! Steven, how are you? We're going to get you on. How about this? There you are. Check one, two. Here we go. How do we do this thing? Um, Great day. Uh, First, shout out Jamie Edmonds. Congratulations. It's very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, And and, and just so happy for her and, and her new family. It's very exciting. Also, on the Ted Lindsay stuff, um, you, you can't forget Joanne, Ted's wife, certainly was a, a huge driving factor into this foundation, and this was a cause very near and dear to their hearts. And um, Lou LaPaw, uh, T- Ted's son-in-law, um, and, and his wife have done just a, a marvelous job of keeping the, the spirit of this foundation and what it is supposed to be and what they're, what good they're supposed to do. Um, and, and today was one of the, the great days in this foundation's uh, calendar and w- wonderful day. Well, you know what? Here's the thing on uh, Mr. Ted Lindsay. Uh, during his playing days, Terrible Ted, as he was referred to, uh, was feared uh, amongst the original six in the National Hockey League for all the right reasons. Uh, he played the game with reckless abandon. And, you know, it was before my time. Uh, Ted's career. Just a little bit. Uh, but, what? 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 Huh? Uh, saw a lot of film. Yeah. And uh, I was very fortunate, uh, while Ted was still here, to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And there was no bigger gentleman. I mean, and he made it his life's work uh, as far as autism goes. And you mentioned Lou, uh, who has taken the baton yeah. and run with it. And, uh, you know, you think about Ted Lindsay, certainly on a day like today, and how very pleased he would be because this thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Bigger and bigger and better. And more money is being raised uh, for autism research. Um, and, and, um, and I think that's what Ted 
Ted and Joanne would have wanted. Well, and look, at uh, autism, you know, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. Chris, was kind of something that was discussed, but it wasn't discussed mm-hmm. uh, because of the stigma associated. Yep. Very happy to report at this juncture. That's changed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that uh, testing has expanded, and, and they're really able to more pinpoint um, some of the things that, that uh, some of the traits that children may have or, or young adults may have. Um, and, and they're able to kind of whittle it down. And before it used to be, well, maybe you have ADHD or maybe you have something else. Well, now they're able to separate those things, and they're able to, to kind of find uh, a solution to, to some of the, the personality traits that some people may have. And so uh, it, it is, it is a, a noble cause and a wonderful one to talk about helping people. And that's a, 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 that is the reason this foundation exists. Well, it is the uh, officially – it is the Ted Lindsay Celebrity Golf Classic, if you will. And uh, there are a lot of hockey-type folk sure. associated here. Yep. Darren McCarty is here. Johnny O'Grodnick is here. Saw Drew Miller walking around. Drew Miller is on hand. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, that's the wonderful thing about this. Kenny Daniels. Kenny Daniels was walking around. Yeah, the uh, television voice of the Detroit Red Wings. Best in the business, by the way. He is. He's just uh, the greatest. Obviously, network quality, and we're so very happy to have had him here yep. with the Winged Wheelers for years. Uh, the chemistry he has with the great Mickey Redmond, second to none. Yep. Um, but uh, so many folks coming out mm-hmm. and being a part of this, and it's heartwarming. Uh, now, as far as the golf goes, and we have to talk about this here at the Detroit Golf Club, which is always a treat playing out here, north, south, it doesn't matter. Uh, it is a sensational, sensational venue. I uh, was, I don't know if stuck is the right word. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, playing with the Hall brothers, uh, David and his brother Jason. Uh, Jeff Marshall, not sure what he does here at the radio station, uh, but he was on hand, and I also play with his brother Michael. And I think we finished 13 under. Okay. Uh, you know, not, not, not near the top. We didn't repeat the performance uh, that we did in the March of Dimes right. outing uh, where we were champions. Um, that would have hurt to come on this show and, and have you sit here with another trophy, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that my ego could have could have taken that. So, But you had a nice No group. offense to you, to you and the D. Hall brothers and, and every, or, or the Marshall brothers. I don't know that I could have handled that. I, would, I probably would have needed to leave. But you had a nice uh, group, too. Yeah, and, and look, I think um, uh, you come out here and you find quality people that are willing to 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 donate their their time and their money to, to a cause like this. So these are all good people out here. You don't find anybody that you don't want to be around out here. No, and you know the great thing about today is you come out and you have a good time. And you play golf, and you want to play great golf and, and, and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is the cause is so great, and it's so well run. Lou does an amazing job. And, you know, Lou's one of those dudes, and we're going to have him on the broadcast as we go along. Uh, but he's one of those guys, you get an email from him. Yeah. You can't say no. No, 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 no. Nope. Not to Lou Paul because they're doing good. How can you say no to people like that? And there's a lot of folks out here. And uh, listen. The basis of this 
Sportsbook here on 760 WJR is we're going to talk sports, and we are. Oh, good. Uh, It was a huge weekend. Yeah. The Honolulu Blue and Silver get things going at a raucous Ford Field. Standing room only. First time it was a non-Thanksgiving day, standing room only crowd since 2017. Everybody is buying into, and Hard Knocks has a lot to do with it. Let's not ignore that, uh, of Dan Campbell in his second Mm -hmm. year here. We'll talk about what went down at Ford Field yesterday. Uh, I, I, I will tell you this, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, there was some spirited, spirited college football conversation uh, on this patio. You could call it that. Not that long ago. That's a good, that's a good description of what was going on here. And we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more as we continue. Wait. Yes? I just want to let you know. Yes. That we are awaiting the results of the closest to the pin contest <laughs> on the south um, course. I just want to let you know right. that I, I am in the running for that. Now you may go to break. We'll, we'll keep you abreast of that situation as we go forward. And that is going to be a developing <laughs> story, is it not? Because I'm rooting for you, my friend. Yeah. I certainly am because you are four feet. Four feet. Four feet. Four feet from the pit. Wow. Yeah. I certainly hope it uh, holds up there, mister. Not as good as... Uh, what was it, seven, into a, a driving wind? Now, I'm, I'm really rooting for you, especially if I find out it was a wheelbarrow <laughs> of cheer. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, we'll have that as we continue uh, with the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. All right, folks, welcome back to the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. As always, thank you very much to our friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort making this show possible uh chris uh we had uh game one of the second year of dan campbell Mm -hmm. as the head coach of your detroit lions and uh listen uh i'm sure hard knocks had a lot to do with it uh there are expectations on this lions team uh i think uh, a lot of that has to do with the drafts of brad holmes Mm -hmm. uh some uh people are in the right position I think uh, from a personnel There's an adult in the room. You, is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. There, there, there are uh, people in the right places. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it going to translate to wins right now? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, that being said, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have Super Bowl aspirations uh, at Ford Field, sold out, as we mentioned. Uh, first non-Thanksgiving day. Uh, standing room only deal since 2017. It couldn't have started any better for the Lions with that 75-yard, nine-play drive. Yep. Seven-nothing Lions, just like that. Yeah, and and look, um, I, I don't think that the offense is going to be the problem this year. Uh, it, it, they have insulated, to me, Jared Goff enough to where he should be able to throw the ball down the field a little bit. And he did that yesterday. He was able he – this wasn't – Jared Goff of last year where he's dinking and dunking. He's finding some open guys. Yesterday, one of the big problems was drops. I can't tell you how many drops Lions receivers had yesterday. And, and so that was a problem. But, but the issues on this team aren't, aren't going to be on offense. That line, as long as they stay healthy, Frank Ragnow was a scratch yesterday, so they were a little banged up. But you see what they can do up front. They can dominate the line of scrimmage. They can move some guys around and make holes for guys like DeAndre Swift. But the real issues and some of the deficiencies that, that this team is going to have to overcome and work through 
specifically through the drafts of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, is going to be the defense. Um, started slow yesterday, but uh, I, I thought they, as a unit, um, did a decent job in, in staying in there. Well, here's the deal. Defensively, had a lot of problem with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, a very athletic quarterback. Uh, he accounted, by the way, for 333 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he ran 17 times, one short of his career high for 90 yards and a one-yard touchdown. Now, did the Lions defense under defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn make adjustments as the game went on? Yes, yes, they did. Uh, but the damage was already done. Yeah. What we saw, Chris, from this Lions team yesterday was kind of similar to what we saw in Dan Campbell's first year mm-hmm. a year ago. Uh, where they fall behind, dig a hole, yep. fight, scratch, claw their way back into contention, but it's too little, too late. Yeah, you just can't get out of the out of the mess you dug yourself, and you're right. And you know, I, I, I'm sitting there screaming at the television, just box them in, like don't worry about sacking them, just build a wall around them. And and look, there's a lot riding on Jalen Hurts this year too, by the way. But remember, this team, these two teams played last year too, 44 to six. Right. The Eagles beat the Lions. And the Eagles got better this year, with the, certainly with the acquisition um, of, uh, of, what's his name? Yes, Brown, the receiver. A.J. A.J. Brown. The um, Titans could have used him yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles used him well yesterday, or Sunday. So um, they're a better team, and, and there's a lot riding on Jalen Hurts. And he, he, he made the Lions pay yesterday with his feet. And then you single out A.J. Brown as, as the, the explosive receiver he is. Well, that, that, that's a, a deadly combination. That, that, that's going to win them a lot of games with that formula going forward. But um, you're right. They, they, they just got down too much, too early, and, and you know time was against him, couldn't come back. Well, fourth quarter, Lions trailing by 17 points. Uh, A.J. Brown, by the way, a career-high tying 155 yards yeah. receiving in his Philadelphia Eagles debut. Now... Jared Goff, uh, his rating was just about zero as they were approaching the first half. He had a nice rebound, 21 of 37, 215 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had a very costly interception. James Bradbury returning at 27 yards to the house. That put the Eagles up at the time, 21 to 7. One of the swing points, by the way, in that fourth quarter, to me at least, Lions start the fourth quarter. On offense, they score quick, which is what they needed. Their next offensive possession, they were moving the ball, error, 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 and and then you punt it away. They were moving the football on that drive, and and that wasn't a drive where you could afford to leave with no points. And they left some points out there, unfortunately. And in the end, you, you look at that drive in particular and say, well, geez, if you score there, and again, this is all hypothetical as the game unfolds, but... You can't leave points on the field when you're down against a really good team. I want to get your thoughts on uh, what transpired in the third quarter. And Dan Campbell was asked about it, certainly after the tilt. Uh, the onside kick after the yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown grab mm-hmm. for a touchdown cuts it to 10. And it was an onside kick. And uh, Campbell was, uh, again, asked afterwards, you know, why did you do that? And his response was very Dan Campbell-like, I wanted the ball back. Right. Give me the ball back. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give it to them. Listen, we've seen Dan Campbell roll the dice a lot mm-hmm. in going into his second year here. 
uh, as a play caller, and Ben Johnson handled the play calling yesterday, although Dan Campbell's saying it's going to be a hybrid situation. Um, we've seen him roll the dice. Yep. Now, if it works, that's pretty much the lead story of this radio Correct. program right now. Correct. But it did not. No, and, and look, I think you can second-guess those decisions. They just tried to catch the Eagles off, off balance, and, and they, it didn't work. I don't. To me, that wasn't the, the, the thing that lost in the game. I think when you come up empty on drives in the fourth quarter, the winning quarter of a football game, um, you, you just can't have it. So was that a – I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess you can criticize that. I understand it. I, I just don't think that was the deciding factor into how that game turned out. Well, you mentioned early on. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles, again, a team uh, with Super Bowl aspirations and, you know, a very, very good offensive line. Uh, You take a look at Detroit's DeAndre Swift. And I said it before this year started. Mm -hmm. He's a pro bowler. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. His goal personally is to run for a thousand, receive for a thousand. He's got the potential of doing that. Uh, yesterday, they'll win a lot of football games if that's his stat line at the end of the year. Well, and the kid is from Philadelphia, so obviously yep. he maybe had a little bit yeah. more motivation yeah. going into yesterday's tilt. Career high, 144 yards rushing and a touchdown on 15 carries. Uh, and this Lions offensive line, some call it top five, some call it top three. If they stay healthy, that's all I care about. Frank Ragnow, uh, he was uh, dealing with a uh, bad groin. Uh, questionable, he was able to go, which I certainly uh, think, uh, you know, helped the situation. Uh, Logan Stenberg got to start at that right guard position uh, because, look, the Lions have sunk a lot of resources into this offensive line. Uh, They were not able to play as a unit one game, one game last year because of injury. Uh, If that changes this year and they're able to get Big V back, and he's got to miss the first four because he's on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a very, very great aspect for this team. Yeah, I mean, again, Big V to me is a guy, he, he's replaceable. I think he's probably the weakest link on that offensive line. But when you've got a cohesive group that have been working together all off season, and certainly into Dan Campbell's first year last year, um, there's something to be said about that cohesion. So, you're right. I think we have to operate on the assumption that they're going to be healthy because why wouldn't we? But it's the NFL, and, and guys are going to get banged up. So what kind of depth do you have there at the offensive line position? Who are your guys that you can kind of plug and play at different positions? I think that's going to be pretty important going forward. But, no, I, I, I am of, the, of the, the camp that this is a top-five offensive line if they can stay healthy. And we mentioned Brad Holmes, the general manager, and uh, obviously in the first round, in the 2022 National Football League draft, he brought aboard Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he is a gifted, gifted athlete. There's absolutely no question you about it. You think so? It. But here's the thing. Expectations were set extremely yeah. high. Yeah. 13, he, 14 sacks in his rookie season? He, he got a, a big dosage of what the NFL is about he in the did. trenches yesterday there's some gifted offensive line yeah. at this level yeah turns out you know playing against uh uh you know wisconsin isn't gonna isn't gonna get it done here uh, he, not, not that he doesn't have that ability you're right he's very talented but it's a different it's a different brand of football and I, he, he got a taste of that yesterday he had uh, some close encounters yesterday yes, he, did. he did yeah because the dude's motor yes. is second to none yes i mean you watch a series of hit i, I had to take a he nap. doesn't stop uh but 
it's going to come to him. Yes. But let's let's just bring things back into reality, shall we? I'd like to know who was saying that Aiden Hutchinson's going to have 13 sacks in his, in his rookie It's season. been discussed on that uh, is, social media. Look, you ever hear of it? I am a uh, yeah yeah. I, I unfortunately have. I I, uh, I I I try to temper those expectations a bit. I think he's going to be a wonderful player. Um, and you're right. I think things will come to him. He's going to have to learn some things in the NFL. I, you know, yesterday run blocking, he was okay. Um, I thought he was better than average in run blocking. But rushing the passer, again, Jalen Hurts made a lot of people look silly yesterday. So um, it was it was one of those things where, welcome to the NFL, rookie. Um, now watch the tape and see what you could do game two. Well, I will tell you this about that Eagles offensive line. They're they probably are top three. Yeah, yeah, that's and a that's a big that's a big part of their offense. Kelsey, one of the better centers in the league, and I put Frank Ragnow right up there. As a former center, I watch a lot of center yeah. play. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Rodriguez. Oh, man. Did you see him throw Kelsey down like he Dude. was a G.I. Joe? That, uh, you know, again, you want to talk about motor? Oh, dear. That's one of the things that I think Brad Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell love outside of the football play, right? They love guys that are going to get after it, and he gets after it. Um, and, 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 again, six-round draft pick, a guy that has been very physical his entire career uh, in college, um, a special teams nightmare for the opposing uh, teams. And he's so, not a scared. He's not a scared. He is not afraid of anything. And that's that's the type of mindset. Again, when you see a guy coming out of the sixth round, where, look, a lot of those guys don't even make the 53-man roster in a lot of cases. He not only makes it, but is playing a prominent role in that defense late in that game that shows you what kind of trust they have in him. All right, Lions Nation, up next for your Detroit Lions, uh, they will host the Commanders of Washington Rodrigo. What are they up to? Uh, Washington beat Jacksonville. Everybody else does. Uh, 28-22. Uh, that's going to be Sunday afternoon at 1. A uh, very effective college football weekend in the great state of Michigan. We'll talk about that. You better believe it. Coming up as we continue with the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Once again, Steve Courtney here with you on the WJR Sportsbook. Always my pleasure. Uh, my usual partner, Jamie Edmonds, she and her husband, Ryan, uh, welcomed Olivia James into this wonderful world uh, this past week. Awesome. Uh, we are thinking about them all. Yep. And uh, she is going to be back with us in the not-too-distant future. Good. She enjoys, where she should be. She enjoys working with me. That's not true. Like you. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> it's tough. It was a topsy-turvy college football weekend. Some upsets along the way. That was not the case uh, on the banks of the Red Cedar. Uh, the woodshed. Uh, the Spartans <laughs> improved to 2-0 with that 52-0 shutout over Akron. Uh, no, the Spartans do not have K-9. Kenneth Walker the third anymore. He is now a Seattle Seahawk. But what we do have, uh, the Killer Bees, Jalen Berger, the Wisconsin transfer had three TDs to go along with 107 yards on the ground. Jarek Broussard, 15 carries, 81 yards, two more touchdowns. And we also saw the senior Elijah Collins, who approached 1,000 yards just a couple short seasons ago. Eight carries, 57 yards to go along with one touchdown. Now, here is the bone of contention as it stands now. Uh, Peyton Thorne, 18 of 28, 212 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Peyton Thorne 
is a dynamic athlete. Uh, record year last year for the green and white. And after the game, he alluded to the fact that he was a little bit cheesed. He didn't use that term. It was a little bit stronger. Uh, that he is uh, throwing high, and he doesn't know what's going on right now. It's a mechanics issue, obviously. I have all the confidence in the world that Peyton Thorne is going to turn things around. Well, let's, you know, I don't want to get too nerdy here, but when you're throwing the ball high, it means you're uncomfortable in the pocket. It means you're not setting your back foot and planting and throwing into the target. And so, um, you know, one of the works of progress for that that team and, and that program specifically on offense is the offensive line. That's something that they're trying to get right and trying to improve that unit. So, um, yeah, when you lose a guy like Kenneth Walker, that's troubling. But you've got a couple of, of good backs in the backfield that can fill that role to a certain extent. Um, but but I, I think that this time is they're just trying to figure out what they are on offense, trying to find their identity, because it's going to be different than it was last year. Well, look. Uh, the kid had four touchdown throws in the win over Western to kick, the, uh, kick this hey thing now. off. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, but I'll, I, I will say this. Uh, Spartan Nation, uh, discussing Jacoby Winman, uh, the transfer out of UNLV. The kid is hungry. Five tackles, one and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, along with three forced fumbles, a partridge in a pear tree, and one fumble recovery. Uh, the kid can play the game dynamic yeah that's another guy off a four sack performance yeah, against Western. Th- that's another guy again against teams like western and akron but that's a guy that that you look to at mel tucker going into the portal finding a guy uh, again is he going to have those kind of numbers against you know better teams i i don't know but he's got a motor and he's he's able to get to the quarterback and we've seen that through the first two games all right with the win the spartans improved to number 11 now in the associated press poll they are number nine, number nine in the coaches. Up next, a little trip out to Washington, huh, to face the Huskies. That's going to be a 7.30 kick on Saturday night. We'll have it for you on the Spartan Media Network uh, and here on WJR. Washington installed as a two-point favorite. The win streak for the Spartans at the woodshed now at eight, and uh, I like that. Now, in a squared, and we've brought in, a special panel member for this particular Which is conversation. Needed. Panel needed. member. Uh, Mr. David Hall, Thank uh, you. president, What's CEO up? of Hall Financial, joins us because he's a Michigan guy, played golf there, and uh, I played golf with him today. Always a pleasure, my friend. It was a lot of fun. We had a great group, and uh, I thought you struck the ball very well. Uh, your My favorite comment of yours today was <laughs> oh, watch uh, it. <laughs> on, a, on a made putt, uh, where you told someone in our group that they were now on your Christmas card list, which I thought was a dynamic statement, and it was very endearing. Now, here's the deal. If you are on the courtship's Christmas card list, yeah, that's pretty good company. It's big time. I will tell you. That. I agree. What's weird is Courtney doesn't celebrate Christmas, so that's strange. I don't know how. Well, either way, you get the spirit of what he's trying to tell you. You did a hell of a job. You know what I mean? Great job. Way to go. Now, your Wolverines, yes, both of you, yes. oh, wow, after a one-hour delay because of lightning, yes, <laughs> which wasn't long enough for the uh, Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii, uh, Michigan rolls 56 to 10. Um, Shouldn't have been that close. The story here is J.J. McCarthy. <clears throat> he is now El Numero Uno. Yeah. After the season that Cade McNamara had a year ago, I am torn on this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a football guy, 
and I'll get into that as we continue our conversation. Um, but your thoughts, and, and look, J.J. had a wonderful day, through for three scores. He can make some things happen with his feet as well. Uh, are you in agreement with the way Jim Harbaugh has handled this? I, I think it's an incredibly difficult but great situation where you've got a 1A and a 1 guy. You've got two guys that really, and I think Harbaugh has said this, could take them to a championship. And I think he really believes that, that they are fortunate to have two Like Cade McNamara did last year. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, McCarthy brings a little bit more, it feels like, of a dynamic nature maybe to the offense. So for him to be able to play this week again against UConn and then they've got Maryland, I think they've got some time to, like, sort of see what he's got. And then they've always got an unbelievable other option in Cade. And I'd love for these two guys to sort of do something that's different in college football this year where maybe they can get along and maybe they uh, do something that's special because – if something were to happen with J.J. where he wasn't playing well or he got hurt or whatever, to be able to rely on Cade, you still have a championship team, whereas most teams, as we saw with the Cowboys last night, they lose Dak. Now, yeah, now they're in a free fall, right? right. It's like everybody, nobody thinks they can do much over the next six to eight weeks. They're just going to try and survive, whereas in college football, every week is so critical to be able to have a Cade, and hopefully they can come together and, and work together in this age of transfer I'm not playing. I just transfer. I'd love to see him stick it out. I feel like there will be a moment that they need to rely on him that they'll need him for. Isn't this college football in 2022, right? Because you don't want upheaval in your roster via the transfer portal. Right. And so, look, by the, the reports came out and said Cade really came on in that last week of camp. Yep. And so that's when the, the, the I guess, the real meat of the competition uh, really took place. And so... You you don't want to lose a guy like Cade who deserves all the credit in the world, um, all, and all the credit, all the credit for, for taking this team to a different level, a different than they were. Right. Yeah. Now, now listen, don't have much time left in this segment, but let me just throw this out there. No concerns about a divided locker room, because no. that's historically sometimes what happens with it. With it can happen. Two quarterbacks. It can happen. Them. You know what? You know what? There's going to be it. Hey. There's going to be a story to be told totally. here over the next six to eight weeks. It's going to be really you interesting. You know what cures that? Winning. Yeah. If J.J. is able to go big. out win, and yeah. if he's able to go out in big time You know what else cures that, by the way? Cade getting on the program and really manning up. That's that's going to that's going to be a big part well, of it. Okay. It, it's easier said than done. No doubt. Because you're talking Especially about a young you're kid. Especially 20 years old. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about a young kid who took but Michigan to the ma- promised land a year ago. But that's what maturity is. And you know what? For as long as I've been around football, which has been a long time, you don't lose your starting job because of injury, and you don't lose it because of what? What I, did he lose his starting job over? I want to know. That's what, what Cade McNamara is wondering right now. And yeah. I guarantee to you this: there's a couple of players in that Michigan locker room that may feel the same. But way. remember this: remember Jalen Hurts for Alabama. Yep. Real quickly, Tua came over, took over. They needed him in that SEC championship game that he took him to. He did end up transferring after that. But look at him now in the NFL. Right. And, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, Jalen sat on the bench, and now he's a big-time NFL quarterback. And I will say this on top of that. Up next for your Michigan football Wolverines, a little meeting with the Huskies of Connecticut. It's a tough game. Sneaky good game. I, I, I'm sorry. What are you saying? Sneaky good game. I mean, just be careful. 
Uh, the Wolverines are favored by 48. I'm channeling my inner Lou Holtz. <laughs> what I said, David Be careful Holtz. with these what guys. I, now, listen, you're a numbers guy. I heard guy. they practiced really well today. Playoffs. <laughs> Jim Moore, Jr. is right. the coach. Uh, yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. You and I could throw for some. Listen, we're yards. starting to get tuned up. Yeah. Look out. All right. They're favored by 48. Right now, Michigan Don't remains. Don't be afraid. It's okay. Number it's four okay. in the AP. Number five in the coaches. Uh, we will continue. Number from, one in your heart. That's, oh. Yes. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> we continue from the Detroit Golf Club. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful day, the Ted Lindsay Foundation outing here. Uh, we've got more to bring to you, and we'll do just that as we continue with the sports book here on 760 WJR. All right, Jamie and her husband, Ryan, once again, uh, welcomed Olivia James uh, into the world last week. Uh, she will be back with us very, very soon. In the meantime, so happy to be spending time with my good friend Chris Renwick and uh, tapping into his sports expertise among his other expertise is, 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 uh, at WJR. Uh, we have our first Monday night football encounter tonight, and it's uh, kind of a nice deal for Russell Wilson, the former Seattle Seahawk, who is now a Denver Bronco, who are going to be in Seattle tonight. And uh, Denver favored by six on the road. That's Your a, thoughts? That's a, a you know an interesting spread because usually a home team will get three points for for the home field advantage. And the twelfth man out, yeah, and the twelfth man out in Seattle is a tough place to play when they're up and 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 good. Well, they're not good anymore. And um, you know, is there a little juice now that Russell Wilson's coming back playing on the other side? Maybe. Um, but if there's somebody who knows how to manage that stadium, it's Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, give me the Broncos. But I I was a little surprised to hear that was the spread. Six. Here's the deal. The Seattle Seahawks now belong to Geno Smith. Uh, Nobody goes into Seattle and beats Geno Smith. (laughs) Nobody. I will say this about Geno Smith uh, as I've watched him as a starter in the league. He's a gamer. He he doesn't leave anything out on the field. Um, He doesn't make egregious mistakes. But I'm wondering where Russell Wilson's head is at because he came out this week, and sometimes dudes just can't let it go. He came out this week and said he was a little bit cheesed because he kind of found out that the Seahawks were offering him his trade bait right. while he was still there. <laughs> what does that do for you? I, it's You know, uh, treating your Hall of Fame quarterback like that can't be good. Now, there were a couple of uh, front office folk in the National Football League who came out and were under the impression that Russell Wilson's better days are behind him. So he's beginning his Denver Bronco career. And there's a lot of things going on in Denver. Um, New ownership, uh, you're owned by some people, the Waltons, who the richest people in the universe. Yeah. Um, They've got a couple dollars. Yeah. Um, And there's expectation. In Denver. Denver's a beautiful city, obviously. Yep. They love their Broncos. Uh, I'm sure Dave Rieger is listening to us right now, our very own. He's a, I think he has a Denver Bronco spatula. Yeah, I, I think his whole, uh, he, he's he got a, a Denver Bronco uh, uh, shower curtain at home, I think. Well, it's a I sickness, think, but that's for, okay. for a grown man, I think the saddest thing is, I think he's got uh, Denver Bronco footy pajamas. Yes, you're right. I've and I don't him. even want to get into I've that. I've seen him. I've seen him. Um, Don't ask me how. (laughs) There is expectation. So do you think the pressure on Russell Wilson 
if there is pressure going back to Seattle, certainly going back there with a chip on his shoulder, no one would know if they were trying to move him. Going back to Seattle, and, and I, you know what's really important here? I think going back to Seattle in week one probably really helps. Because if he had to go to Seattle in week six, week seven, week 13, there's this kind of underlying story underneath the, the whole first half of the season. And the fact that they're getting it out of the way early, the fact that they can play this game and move on with the rest of their slate, I think is important. Remember, there was another quarterback who went to the Denver Broncos when they said, well, geez, I think he's probably on the downside of his career. He's got oh, health yeah. issues, the whole thing. Valid point. Well, uh, Peyton Manning went on and won a Super Bowl for the Denver Broncos, too. Not that they're comparable, but I don't think you can write somebody like Russell, Wil- Russell Wilson off um, for being on the downside of his career. Kid can still ball and throw a really nice football. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, Pete Carroll uh, has had a lot of success with uh, Seattle after abandoning USC. And uh, we, just <laughs> don't, we just don't have what time to get into that, that right now. Um, but those were the uh, days. You a Pete Carroll guy? No, I mean I don't care. I mean he he does a nice job. He wins, so yeah, he, you know he's. I don't like the 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 incessant chewing on the sideline. <laughs> it's just he's like you know he's like an alpaca, just chewing, 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 and it's like, dude, I, you like your bubblicious enough? I, I got it. It's 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 a it's a little much for me. Well, you know what? Every Former Seattle Seahawk that uh, has come out and had an opinion about Pete Carroll has always talked about his energy, and sometimes he, he part- spry. <laughs> sometimes he participates <laughs> in drills, whatever the case may be. Um, but the dude has stood the test of time. Yeah. But that being said, uh, a lot of expectation there in Seattle because they're used to winning. Yeah. And. You know, they lose Bobby Wagner, yep. one of the faces of the franchise. Yep. And some are saying that the walls are closing in right now. So we'll see. He's not a guy that they're going to get rid of. You know, they're not going to just fire Pete Carroll. They're going to, you know, behind the scenes, ask him to retire. He'll have some front office job or whatever. He's, he's, he's a Seattle guy now. So I, I, I don't think he ends up going anywhere anytime soon. Usually I uh, bet my partner Jamie Edmonds mm-hmm. on the Monday night game okay. uh, six-pack. Okay. Of whatever. Okay. Um, so you've got Denver laying six. Who are you going with? Are we Are we betting a six pack? Whatever. Okay. Um, give me the Broncos. Okay. Lane's I'll six. go Seattle. Okay. Done. Just for that, give it. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. By the way, out. I have won closest to. Wonderful. Look you. at you. Oh, is that mine? I don't know what it well is, done. but it's in a nice box. Oh, you got Jamie, closest to all the best to you and Ryan Olivia. Oh, okay. Tony Butler, right. thank you. Blake, thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Sportsbook here on 